Welcome to the Disabled Artist Podcast. I'm Relly, your host, and I started this show as a way of celebrating my own disabled artist identity. In each episode, you can expect to hear discussions on ableism, accessibility, and inclusion. Stick around to the end for tips on how to self-advocate as a disabled artist. Today's episode on the Disabled Artist Podcast is all about building self-confidence. And this is going to be a great episode. I'm glad that I thought of this topic. Basically, I want to talk about why building self-confidence is so important as a disabled artist. And why I haven't had the best self-confidence in the past. Basically, the way I build self-confidence is different. Um, And faking it till you make it just didn't work out for me. And the reason is because I faked it a lot, number one. And number two... I have to understand the details of a situation before I can see the big picture. And that is known as bottom-up thinking. Basically, I I have a hard time zooming out of a situation and I I have to work up the details in order to see the whole thing. And um, faking it till you make it is kind of the opposite. It's, it's a very, I would say, a very holistic or very neurotypical way of looking at building self-confidence. And it's basically faking it is that whole idea of like, I don't know, it's like seeing the big picture and then working your way down. And that, for my brain, just doesn't work. Also, it's really interesting how acting like something doesn't necessarily equal being something. For example, like acting neurotypical doesn't make me neurotypical. And so, yeah, it's a really interesting um it's a really interesting thing that whole concept of fake it till you make it and I'm glad if it works for neurotypicals out there. Woo, good job. Great for you, but <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, that didn't work out for me, and I'm starting to realize that I need a neuro-inclusive formula for building self-confidence. And um, the more I was thinking about it, the more I was like, yeah, this, I I can do this. (laughs) I can find some bottom-up way of trying to build self-confidence. And ever since I started to do that, I really do feel like I'm starting to feel confident in myself. And it's great. I'm like, this is wonderful. I'm finally starting to build real confidence. And that, that is something that I haven't been able to accomplish in the past because it wasn't the way people told me that I should build self confidence, didn't work for my brain. And so, I would like to share with you just a few ways um, that I have built self-confidence as a disabled artist and why it's so important in the first place to build. Um, I I think I want to start there. Basically, without self-confidence, 
it's really hard to ask for accommodations as a disabled artist. It's um, it's hard to get yourself to believe in yourself, to feel like you're worth worth it. Yeah, it's self confidence is the the minimum that you need, you know, to be able to accommodate yourself. And accommodations are super important as a disabled artist because it gives you an accessible creative career. Yay, accessible creative careers. That is what I want. That is like my dream job as a disabled artist because without an accessible creative career, um, any career that I try to do is not going to be sustainable for me. I'm going to burn out. <laughs> Number one, I'm going to go into autistic burnout and then I'm going to hate life and hate my career and it's going to end up as an explosion in my face, which has happened multiple times <laughs> um, in any creative career that I've tried to get into as a disabled artist. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's really important to learn how to build that sustainable, not sustainable, what's the word I'm looking for? That real self-confidence, you know? The, the real self-confidence is important in order for you to ask for accommodations, which will get you to that accessible creative career. I think I want to go into a little bit about why I haven't had the best self-confidence um, in the past. And, you know, it's, it's that whole, it was that whole fake it till you make it thing. And then also, like, people would just do stuff for me. Like, I would get overwhelmed and, um, you know, instead of people learning how to accommodate me so that I can, like, do things myself and build that real self-confidence, people would just get frustrated and flustered when I would get overwhelmed. And so they'd just be like, okay, just let me do it for you. That is recipe for disaster because, like... Not being able to do something for myself really, um, like sometimes I can't. Sometimes I really do need that help and I can't do it. But it's also important like for people to learn how to accommodate me as a disabled artist so that I can do that task, so I can do that thing and build self-confidence. That's one of the reasons why is just people would just be like, oh, all right, let me just do it for you, which is not great. And then second of all, people like teachers and just people would say that my way of doing something wasn't the quote unquote right way. And that is very problematic because there's multiple different ways to do things, right? And as long as you end up with the same result, it really shouldn't matter how you get there, um, in my opinion. For example, like when I was young, like really young, I was one of my special interests when I was younger was drawing and I loved I loved drawing people. And so there was this kind of tutor, private tutor that I went to that helped with my my um, learning challenges that I had. And the teacher, when I was drawing, he would tell me, why don't you just draw a straight line instead of drawing all these sketched broken lines so that you can just, you know, get get there. <laughs> and but like for me, like I wanted to do like little tiny sketchy lines, you know, and it really shouldn't have mattered like if I 
whether or not like I should draw a straight line or a sketchy line, like that's just a matter of opinion, right? But this teacher, I specifically remember like it's lodged in my brain telling me um, like you need to do it this way and your way isn't the right way. And that kind of stuff really doesn't help the self-confidence that it just it kind of breaks you, you know, and it teaches you that your way of doing things isn't important and um, not cool, man, just not cool. And the other thing that really doesn't help building the self-confidence is um, ableist statements like, I should be able to do this or I should be able to do that. Those kind of ableist thoughts get really like stuck in my brain and make it harder to see like what I can do or what's accessible for me. And as an autistic, it's really easy for my brain to just kind of get those thoughts on loop. Like they go in my head and they repeat over and over again. And those kind of ableist thoughts really breed insecurity and they kill self-confidence for sure. So now I'd like to get into um, what is that neuroinclusive formula for building self-confidence? Ooh, juicy, juicy. The first thing I would say is to focus on what's accessible for you. For me, it's specifically like, what can, what can I do? You know, what can I do that is actually not going to break my brain? You know, that's not like hard. That's not going to make me melt down. What are some things that I can do? And um, those kind of things that I can do, I try to try my best to just like focus on those. <laughs> and um, those kind of things ultimately create small wins. Those are the things that we want. We want small wins as a disabled artist. Those little things that you can say, like, I accomplished that, and I did that. And um, even, if, even if it's as small as, like, I got out of bed today, <laughs> you know, like, those small wins are the things that I really try to focus on so that I can actually, this is the, this is the big part, Give my brain a reason to be self-confident because I have to have like a reason for things and I have to build upon those small wins so that I can, you know, grow that momentum. For example, I decided recently that it is not exactly accessible for me to have a goal of playing out live, like in the world, like at a venue. Because it's just, it's a lot. It's hard to know which venue will work. It's like a lot to talk to the people. It's just like a lot. And so I recently set a goal of playing live on Instagram because that is way more accessible for me because I'm in my own environment and I can, you know, have complete control, which is very ideal. <laughs> It's super great to have complete control over my own environment because then there's less meltdowns and I can feel more, what's the word, just safe. <laughs> you know, it's like my safe zone. And, you know, it's, it's also nice because I have complete creative control as well. So it's like a win-win. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's like just a little example Um that, you know, playing live on Instagram is more accessible for me and 
you know, leading up to that, like just creating little small wins leading up to that is great. But then once I accomplish that, it's like, yay, that's like a really big win of being able to play live on Instagram. The pro tip um, for advocating for yourself as a disabled artist is that if I want to self-advocate, I need to basically stop trying to fake it till I make it, you know, because that doesn't work. That faking it is like how I have coped with being autistic and undiagnosed in the world in the first place. And so that strategy completely burned me out. (laughs) The important thing is to learn how to create or build real self-confidence and like really get that those juices flowing and keep the keep it building you know because focusing on what I can do is the key to building that self-confidence and is really what I need for an accessible creative career. And a little extra, don't stress about the things that you can't do, even with accommodations. That, that stress is just going to really give your self-confidence a, a punch in the face, so to speak, and um, really kind of breed those insecurities. And so, yeah, it's, it's really important to... Just find those things, you know, that will make your creative career more accessible and focus on those small wins. I think that's all for today, but I really appreciate you listening. And there are three ways that I would like to remind you that you can support the disabled that you can support the disabled artist podcast with. Oh my goodness, it's so hard to say that. Say that three times fast. You can hit the subscribe button, you can rate this podcast, and you can also share with your people. Thanks, everyone. I hope you have a great day. Mm